So what I have for you to end this week is a letter that I frankly should have given you a little while ago because, well, it was published almost exactly a month ago by an otherwise unknown priest. But here's the issue. We had a, a lot of going on in the church in the month of December, and this flew under at least my radar until recently. So my apologies for that. You're going to want to hear this, though. This involves Padre Pio knowing the third secret of Fatima, as well as, well, what the infrastructure of the Antichrist is going to be. Now, this will be a part one for me. I'm actually going to uh, revisit this topic very soon, probably next week or the week after. So without further ado, the letter from Father Frank Unterhalt on the prophet of the apocalypse. There is a prophecy of St. Francis of Assisi in an authentic and renowned source in which he speaks of the appearance of an ap apostatic anti-pope in the time of the tribulation. It says that someone who is not canonically elected and is infected with evil wickedness and, the and at the turning point of that tribulation raised to the papacy would make a refined effort to de destroy the faith of many through the error of his drink. It is in this sense that our time, St. Padre Pio, has entrusted to his spiritual son, the famous exorcist, Don Gabriel Amorth, the following dramatic words. It is Satan who has entered the womb of the church, and within a short while, he will rule over the, over the ape of the church. St. Padre Pio knew the third secret of Fatima. It had actually been revealed to him four years before the Little Shepherds. The well-known Spanish journalist Jose Maria Zavala asked Don Gabriel Amorth about it in more detail, and summarized the conclusion of the dialogue as follows. Quote, there were two recurring and interrelated themes, the great apostasy in the church from its apex, in accordance with the testimony of Cardinal Chiappi, and the introduction of the devil to the head of the church by the means of a pope under the control of Satan. In this context, Zavala referred to the exact correspondence of these words to the statement of Frere Michel, a great expert on the message of Fatima and the author and trilogy on the subject. He stated, It will be the time of the decisive battle between the virgin and the devil. A flood of diabolic confusion will spread throughout the world. Satan will penetrate to the highest levels of the church. This will be the great apostasy announced for the last days. The false prophet who betrays the church in favor of the beast, according to the prophecy of the apocalypse. In fact, sister, as Sister Lucia herself pointed out, the secret is revealed in the last book of Holy Scripture. In that book, there is talk of a fiery red dragon. See Apocalypse chapter 12, verse 3, which is manifest in Bolshevism. And of the black beast. See Apocalypse chapter 13, verses 1 to 2, which represents the stonecutters. Then it says, Quote, Another beast came out of the earth. It had two horns like a lamb, but it spoke like a dragon. It exercised all the power of the first beast before its eyes. It made the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast. See the Apocalypse chapter 13, verses 11 to 12. The beast, which looks like a lamb, represents ecclesiastical stonecutters that had penetrated into the interior of the temple, especially into the hierarchy. Its goal is to overcome the Catholic Church from within. It wants and achieves for a short time the creation of an idol, an ape of Christ and an ape of the church. The reference to the hierarchy of the church is crucial, in which the mitre, with two horns, indicates the fullness of the priesthood. The beast that comes up out of the earth looks like a servant of Christ, the lamb, 
but as a servant of Satan, the dragon. Thus, if the second beast is ecclesiastical stonecutters, it is personified and literally elevated to the summit and the false prophet at its head, who is expressly designated as such in three passages of the Apocalypse. For reference, see Apocalypse chapter 16, verse 13, chapter 19, verse 20, and chapter 20, verse 10. He is the pseudo-leader of the, of the ape of the church. Through grave heresies and despicable sacrileges, he advances the great apostasy from the top. He deceives and cheats the inhabitants of the earth. See Apocalypse chapter 13, verse 14. He wants to lead people to worship the man of sin, whose direct forerunner he is. See the Apocalypse chapter 13, verse 12. Now, the former Bishop of Fulda, the exegete of the New Testament, Professor Dr. Edward Schick, has also pointed out this dimension in his work on the Apocalypse. Quote, the second beast's mission is the unlimited seizure of power by the first. For this purpose, it is ordered and equipped by the first. It is to lead people to recognize the first as what it claims to be, namely God himself. All this messaging aims at this in words and deeds. It is a matter of religiously transfiguring the world power of the of the man of sin and getting mankind to pay him cultic veneration in turn, end quote. Bishop Schick accordingly speaks of a satanic trinity. It consists of the dragon and the two beasts. The first beast, which represents the stonecutters, is personified in the Antichrist, and the second, which represents ecclesiastical stonecuttery in the false prophet. Their goal is the unrestricted rule of everyone everywhere, the kingdom of the devil on earth. The rulers of the world who had placed themselves in the service of the satanic trinity believe that their favorable opportunity has come to lead together the final destructive strike against the church of Christ on earth. The satanic triad doubles its propaganda for this purpose. Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen made it clear in this context that this agenda is marked by the establishment of the ape of the church. It will have all the notes and characteristics of the church, he says, but in reverse and emptied of its divine content. There will be a mystical body of the Antichrist, which will resemble in all its externals the mystical body of Christ. Accordingly, an, an ape of the church at its head necessarily needs a, a fake pope, who is the false prophet of the apocalypse. The hostile aspiration wants to seduce people to accept new worship without the cross, a liturgy without the hereafter, a worship to destroy worship or a politics that is worship. Blessed Anne Catherine Emmerich, the great German mystic, has seen and described the rise of the pernicious anti-church. She saw how another dark church arose in Rome. In doing so, she used a drastic term that clearly demonstrates the apocalyptic extent of the event. But the whole house was dark and black, and all that happened in it was darkness and gloom. I also saw how very bad the consequences of this after-church would be. I saw it grow. I saw many heretics of all ranks go to the city, end quote. Blessed Anne Catherine Emmerich saw the, uh, the shuddering of the churches and the dis great distress of the Catholic communities everywhere. She described the spread of the dark after church as an implementation of the subversion of Christians and its decisive struggle. The sect receives its signature from the apocalyptic beast, which, risen from the sea, dwells with it and drives it to fight against the flock of Christ. Against the background of this apocalyptic period, the famous message of La Salette echoes like a loud and insistent warning. Rome will lose the faith and become the seat of the Antichrist. Signed on, the no on November 30th, 2020, published December 10th by LifeSite. On the Feast of St. Andrew, Apostle, Brother of St. Peter, Father Frank Unterhalt. For those of you who find all that incredible, especially the idea that Padre Pio knew the Third Secret, 
And especially if you think for some reason that the consecration of Russia was done, I have the uh, words of Father Gabriel Amorth as recounted in the book here referenced in that letter. By uh, That book is by uh, a man named Zavala. And I've got an excerpt here for you from that book that I'll read to you. Here, Father Amorth flat out denies that John Paul II ever did the consecration. Flat out denies it. I'll let him speak for himself on this. Quoting the book, which I have the title for you and uh, and everything else in my references on my show notes today in retur- returntotradition.org in the show notes for this video. So go look at that if you want to. Quoting that book by Mr. Zavala. Quote, It, a piece of the Fatima puzzle, came in the form of an interview with the very famous and now deceased Roman exorcist, Father Gabriel Amorth, also conducted by Jose Marie Zavala. Father Amorth personally knew St. Padre Pio for 26 years, and it is from this towering figure of the 20th century Catholic sanctity that he claims to have learned the contents of the Third Secret of Fatima. Father Amorth was interviewed by Zavala in 2011, who kept the interview secret until after the exorcist's passing, publishing it for the first time in his book about Fatima. In the interview, Father Amorth relates, as he has done elsewhere, that he does not believe the consecration of the world by Pope John Paul II in 1984 was sufficient to satisfy the requirements set forth by Our Lady. There was no such consecration then, he, Father Amorth, says. I witnessed the act. I was in St. Peter's Square that Sunday afternoon, very close to the Pope, so close I could almost touch him. Pressed by Zavala as to why he so forcefully believes that the consecration was not done, Father Amorth replied, Very simple. John Paul II wanted to mention Russia expressly, but in the end, he did not. Zavala pressed the issue with Father Amorth, saying that Sister Lucia herself, as mentioned above, had said that heaven had accepted the consecration. He describes an incredulous reaction from Father Amorth. Lucia said that, he asked. Zavala continues, Well, Cardinal Tarquisio Bertone said it in the year 2000, hiding behind a letter from Lucia dated November 1989, in which she stated that heaven had admitted consecration in spite of the most important conditions. Have you seen that letter, he asks, as if conducting a police interrogation in search of evidence. Never, I said flatly. I do not think you'll ever see it because I'm convinced that Lucia did not write it. How are you so sure of that? Why didn't Bertone show it when he should have, when he announced the third secret of Fatima? A simple photocopy of the manuscript included in the official dossier of the Vatican would have been sufficient to dispel any doubt. The Vatican has always been scrupulous in providing the documentary proof that authenticated the information by Lucia on minor matters. What reason would they have to skimp on the only documentary evidence that, according to Bertone, validated a fact that, without doubt, was as much importance of the consecration performed by John Paul II? Yes, it is weird, I admit. You really think that Lucia took five years to write that the consecration had been truly accepted, and that Bertone waited no less than 16 years to announce the validity of something so crucial as the consecration of Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary? Father Morth's voice sounds like dry leaves. It's all very strange in truth, I, Zavala, nod again. Moreover, he adds, if the consecration of the world to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, made by Pius XII in 1942, was only partially accepted, because he really did not specifically mention Russia, for Jesus said that in view of it the war would only be shortened rather than finished immediately, why would he now change his mind with John Paul II if Russia was not mentioned on this occasion? It would be an incongruity, yes. Rather, 
I have no doubt that the consecration did not occur on the terms required by the Virgin, but we must not lose sight of what she herself wanted to tell us through Lucia. In the end, my Immaculate Heart will triumph. The Holy Father will consecrate Russia to me, and it will become thereby granting itself the world a time of peace. The interview digresses from the topic of Fatima, but Zavala returns to it later. Forgive me for insisting on the third secret of Fatima. Did Padre Pio relate it, then, to the loss of faith within the church? Father Gabriel refurrows his brow and sticks out his chin. He seems very affected. Indeed, he states, one day Padre Pio said to me very sorrowfully, You know, Gabriel, it is Satan who has been introduced into the bosom of the church, and within a very short time will come to rule the ape of the church. He then uses, Zavala then uses the Lord's name in vain here. Some kind of antichrist. When did he prophesy this to you? I must. It must have been about 1960, since I was already a priest then. Was that why John the Twenty-Third had such a panic about publishing the Third Secret of Fatima, so that the people wouldn't think that he was the antipope or whatever it was? A slight but knowing smile curls the lips of Father Amorth. Did Padre Pio say anything to you about a future catastrophes, earthquakes, floods, holy wars, epidemics, hunger? Did he allude to the same? The same afflictions prophesied in the Holy Scriptures. Nothing of the sort mattered to him, however terrifying they might prove to be, except for the great apostasy within the church. This was the issue that really tormented him, and for which he prayed and offered a great part of his suffering, crucified out of love. The third secret of Fatima. Exactly. Is there any way to avoid something so terrible, Father Gabriel? There is hope, but it's useless if it is not accompanied by works. Let us begin by consecrating Russia to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Let us recite the rosary. Let us all do prayer and penance. And then he said this in 2015. Father Moore said, The consecration has not been made. I was there on March 25th, 1984 in St. Peter's Square. I was in the front row, practically within touching distance of the Holy Father. John Paul II wanted to consecrate Russia, but his entourage did not, fearing that the Orthodox would be antagonized and that they would, and they almost thwarted him. Therefore, when His Holiness consecrated the world on his knees, he added a sentence not included in the distributed version that instead said to consecrate especially those nations of which you yourself have asked for their consecration. So indirectly, this included Russia. However, a specific consecration has not yet been made. You can always do it. Indeed, it will certainly be done. And that is the message from Father Gabriel Amorth and Padre Pio on the Third Secret of Fatima. And it relates directly to the infrastructure of the Antichrist. Something to consider as we head towards Lent. Please make your Lent this year count. I know, it's only the beginning of January. We should be thinking about this now. Anyway, thank you for listening. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria. <laughs>